Welcome to the second episode of the Heads Up podcast series. My name is Ed Daly, and in this series, I'm speaking with ex-pro players about their careers, the realities of the game, injury experience, and more specifically about their concussion experience within the game while they were playing. In the second episode, really happy to be joined by ex-Munster player and ex-Munster coach, and now the line-out coach at Harlequins in the UK, Jerry Flannery. Um, Gerard, just to just to just to get the ball rolling, um, I suppose if you can just give me some sort of an overview of 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 your career, really, like you know, you know where you started playing, you know, you don't have to go back as far as presentation, like, but you know, whatever whatever level you played at, and I guess then if you can kind of close out those opening comments on you know why you eventually retired from the game. Uh, well, yeah, I played uh, from Limerick. Played with uh, I went to St. Munchens College and I played rugby there at St. Munchens. Coming out of Munchens, I played with Shannon. Um, or concurrently, when I was in Munchens, I played with Shannon. And then uh, going forward, then um, going forward, I went down to UCC then, and I played down there for four years. Uh, leaving UCC, I was I played. Representative rugby with Munster schools, Munster twenties, Irish twenties. Uh, obviously, I played a while back. So at the time, it was a national academy. So I was in a national academy on a three-year contract there, and I went. After I left UCC, I went. Uh, uh, I went to Connacht, and uh, went up to Connacht, played there for two years, and then came back down to Munster. And then played the rest of my career at Munster. I played for nine, ten years at Munster and played with the national team. And uh, there in 2000, and I started suffering with injuries probably in 2010 and uh, struggling a lot with my calf. And uh, eventually that, that, that did me in and uh, I retired in 2012. Okay, so yeah, uh, unlucky with no lines tour as well there at one stage. Um, so... Yeah, so a real, a real broad breadth of uh, experience there, Jerry. Like from from your own point of view, like can you can maybe just give me some few brief insights into like the the pros, I suppose, the pros and cons of um of pro- professional rugby from your own point of view. Like, I mean, what what kind of kept you involved? Um, well, I think it's that, that question gets put to people. I think gets put to players and put to me before people would ask you, like, oh, how did you how do you stay with it? Or that question, how you're resilient, but it's probably a little bit of a, you know, a, an overstatement on resilience because it's, you know, you play the game because you love it from when you're a kid. You don't play it because you, you know, you don't start playing rugby when you're five, six years old because you think you're going to get paid. And you play it and you love it because you enjoy the game. And I think that 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 you know, thankfully for me, that never went away. So even when when you know injuries were were blighting my career and you know form will, you know, sometimes your form is off, but more, more often than not, uh, you know, I, I loved every minute of playing professional rugby, and that's what that's what that's what drove me on. Um, rugby was obviously a, a massive sport in Limerick, where I was from. My father was big into rugby. You know, the school that I the school that I went to, St Munchens, was it was a big rugby school. So all of those things would kind of would kind of uh, 
stimulate your interest in the game and then and you know I got I got exposed to good coaching as I was growing up and you know that's it that's why I love the game and I was lucky enough that I could make a living from it as well. Yeah, like I mean, from just 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 from just from the injuries perspective, uh, Jerry. Like I mean, in terms of like what how's your body these days? I mean, like I mean, was was there any have you kind of any long term kind of effects? You know, after a career in professional rugby, like or was there any injuries in rugby that you were kind of really worried about sustaining? Like, as from from a playing point of view. Uh, I don't think you can play the game effectively with a you know a fear in the back of your mind about picking up a big injury you know you have to be able to go on the field and, and be focused on on what you're trying to do there which is trying to perform as best you can um obviously you have to be mindful of of, of um you know looking after yourself and um but i think in the moment when you're playing it's not it's not such a big deal it's not something that you should get caught up in um i i had quite a lot of injuries when i played but you know if i if i look at any of my friends who will be at the same age, I'm 41 now, if I meet any of my friends who are of the same age who didn't play any professional sport, you know, they've got just as many, if not more, more ailments uh, than, than I would. Okay. So, uh, you know, I think the fact that I've always been, you know, playing professional sport, that, you know, you earn your living, uh, which, you know, by looking after your body, and I don't think, you know, the majority of lads that I know, they still try and look after themselves you know, post-playing, which I think is a healthy place to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, 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 have, I have a few things that are carrying over from, from when I played, but I think that's, that, that happens in time as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. It has to be professional sport. Yeah, we're, we're in tear, I guess, you know, just all prone to, prone to the old few knocks and bangs. But, like, from, from, from your own point of view, and just, I suppose, um, I, I'm just keen to try and, uh, I suppose, figure out, like, you know, just to maybe have a... a a few questions on around the around concussion in terms of like if, if you were asked to describe concussion to somebody I mean how, how would you how would you describe it to, to somebody else uh, I suppose it's when when the when you sustain a blow to the head or to the neck which 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 shakes the brain and uh, the damage that occurs there yeah and, and like from from your own point of view like with, with the amount of times you were involved like I mean like were you ever were you ever diagnosed with a concussion? Did you ever experience one? Like, um, what, what's, what's, or we, did you ever kind of even suspect that you were kind of, you know, had a concussion that maybe wasn't actually formally diagnosed? Um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely, I was diagnosed with concussion, uh, I think maybe five, maybe five times in my career. Um, and there may have been a few others when I, when I was not diagnosed, but, um, Things are a lot different nowadays. Like yeah. from from me going in coaching now, I see a much much greater awareness of the, the symptoms of concussion, the dangers of concussion. The return to play protocols are, are far better um, adhered to than when than when I played, and um, it's much safer because it is it's uh, it's very very dangerous. Yeah, like I mean, from 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 a symptom point of view, like I mean, from your own perspective, you said you you probably had. You know, five diagnosed and another couple of ones you weren't too sure about. I mean, what kind of what kind of symptoms were you like? Did you experience from from a personal point of view? Uh, I had some pretty big ones where I had just a complete loss of memory. Um, my first one occurred when I was, I think I was seventeen or eighteen. I was playing with the monster schools in a trial, and I was, I um, I think 
think I just got a knee to the head and I, you know, I don't have any remembering, I don't have any memory of it. Okay. Um, and then I think there was one then, a couple, maybe a few weeks later where, you know, I, I, or actually, sorry, I, I, I think I may have got an undiagnosed one uh, where I got a bang in the head and then two weeks later played a game and then that's where, in the trial match where I, I don't have any memory of it. Okay. And then, um, following year I got I got a couple of couple of cracks in the head there one of them was a diagnosed concussion um, and uh, that's when I would have been playing in UCC and I would have picked up a couple more then over the course of my time uh, playing club rugby and playing professional rugby okay and like generally the symptoms symptoms, they were they were generally like um, they were pretty big Okay. Uh, but I never suffered any symptoms afterwards. Like I, in the return to play protocols, I never felt dizzy or, or ill or anything like that. Okay. So. Okay. No, it's just it's just interesting because obviously you know they're all unique and people experiencing you know have different experiences with them and the whole lot you know but it's just good to get your your own personal you know opinion on on on, on how they manifested from your own point of view, like like. like from even from the professional point of view, like, did you ever feel that you kind of had a responsibility to, you know, just to return to the game, even though you were maybe partially symptomatic or anything like that? Um, did that ever kind of no, go through never. your head? Okay. No, I so. would always be keen to get back in the field uh, because I enjoy the game, because I okay. love the game, but I never felt that I uh, that I had symptoms and that I was anyone putting any pressure on me okay, to go back on good. the pitch. Yeah. Uh, that never occurred. Well, that's this. It's just a good insight, you know, because uh, uh, you know, you know, some some studies would have kind of suggested that that's why a lot of people don't admit it, you know, um, that they just want to kind of keep playing and whatnot. But it's just good to get your personal perspective on it. Like from from a from from a concussion point of view, uh, like do you reckon that if you if you have one, you could be more prone to others? Uh, yeah, I, I, look, I'm I'm not qualified to to speak yeah. on it, but from my experience. My very first concussion, I think, my first major concussion. And one of the reasons I say that I never felt under pressure to go back playing is probably because when I got a concussion, it was a pretty big one where I, you know, I had to be carried off the field right. and and, lo- and lost memory. So it wasn't like people were unsure whether I was whether I, I had received a concussion or not. It was pretty clear. Okay. But I think the first one I got when I was playing with the Munster School, uh, I think we played a trial game against Cardiff, and I think I got a crack in the head, and then, like I said, two weeks later, then. I, I got knocked unconscious. Uh, okay. Or, or I, I don't have any memory. Okay. I try again then the following two weeks. Yeah, it's common. It's uh, it could be common enough, you know. Like, but from 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 like from your own point of view, again, may not necessarily have happened to yourself, but maybe one of your somebody that you were playing with. Like, but did you ever see anybody experience a concussion where it wasn't a direct blow to the head or the neck that it was you know somewhere else in the body? Generally, it was generally fellas get you know would, would generally get like I suppose there's as an element of whiplash as well, which can come in as well. But the majority of concussions that that uh, that I would have come across my teammates getting were generally from a blow to the head. Okay. Okay. From from a from a from a symptom point of view, Flair, like I mean, what's what's your what's your take on that? I mean, how how long you know did they last with you, or typically how long do you think they kind of again I I I'm, I'm 
I'm aware that you're you know you're not a concussion expert, but you know how how long did it last with you? Like I mean, did, have you any kind of thoughts on that, or how long you know do they still kind of hang around after you after you take an impact? From from um like, you know so you you said you had you had five um like did you was there any kind of did you ever have any brain imaging on that um or do you think even uh you know you know those kind of tests are useful to try and detect anything related to a concussion? Um uh, again I don't know how useful they are but I did have CT scans done and uh, yeah I had CT scans done a couple of times uh just to make sure everything was was okay. 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 Uh, like I said, there were there were quite big concussions when I got them. Okay. Um, like in in, in terms in terms of your own uh, personal kind of opinions, no wrong concussion. Like I mean, like are, are we are we kind of are we over discussing it? Are we kind of in the middle of the road, or is is, is it something that we just maybe need to have a more conversation around? Really. Um, look, I think it's I think it's something that uh, I don't think you can discuss it enough. I think because. It's something that needs to be explored, and they need to need to find out. Listen, what you know, what else is, is going on, and uh, what else can we do to, to make the game safer? I think that World Rugby are, are, are you know are trying to adapt the game to make it to make it sustainable, to make it safer, and um, I think that you know there's there's a, there's a good awareness around it. Can it be better? I think. Yeah, always can always be better. Okay. Um, it's 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 on a journey now, really, you know, and it's um to see see how far we can go because it is it's such a it's such a big issue mm. that you can't afford to take it lightly. Okay. So the more that the more that we can find out about about how the body reacts to concussion and how we can potentially mitigate that risk, I think is is, is well worth. Going through. Okay, like from just um to to try to change tax slightly, uh, just just a couple of things around like you you said you had a couple of big ones and that's fine like in in terms of you know uh your 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 own kind of how you manage that yourself, I mean what what was your impression of the kind of initial on field management and identification like you were saying you were knocked out that's very clear that you are you're out of the game, but like what was was it. Do you, do you think it's consistent across clubs? I mean, do you think like there's a fair bit of kind of organisational alignment, like say between coach and medical staff and S and C staff and whatnot? Um. Well, I can only speak for the clubs that I've that I've been involved with. Yeah. Um, and as a player with Munster, with Connacht, uh, as a as a as a coach with Munster, um, I feel that the medics, the, the risks are. Are, are so great with concussion that you know that I suppose that they they, they, they they take a pretty hard line on it and, and rightly so and I think that 
you know, we would generally have you have an independent doctor at, at a lot of games, uh, you know, who, who's going to be watching out for any potential uh, head injuries, and uh, you're going to have your own medics and your own your own your own doctor and your own physios who'll be who'll be watching for it as well. So um, players as well are, are pretty sharp these days as yeah. well. You know, it's not it's not a case of man up and just get on with it. Okay, I think players are aware that you know this is this is this is a lot different than a than a torn hamstring or or a fractured ankle that um, you know this is this is dealing with the brain that there's a, the repercussions are far graver okay so I think that you know by and large I think it's, it's pretty well it's I, I thought it was you know you're you're working on a continuum of like going from when I was playing to, to now I think it's, it's, it can always get better and I think it will get better but I think that that people are well aware of, of, of the risk of concussion you know I think if you look at the you know how the law changes that have been brought in to try and make the game safer as well. I think mm. have helped have helped reduce the risk in that, and I think that, you know the better we can we can coach our our, our young athletes in, in their tackle technique as well. I mm-hmm. think would be a would be a big defining factor. Stuff like from from your own like again from like you you, you were saying that you didn't have any kind of well you had you had a headache um, just going into a, a trials game after a couple of weeks of. Couple of weeks after getting a bang, like I mean, do you, do you, do you think there's any kind of long term health and well being kind of risks from from multiple concussions? Um, well, look, I don't think anyone wants to like if you look at boxing and you see you know some of the you know you see some boxers and you see their I suppose their their motor skills, their fine motor skills, and sometimes their speech is a little bit slurred. They're receiving an awful lot of blows to the head. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that you know I suppose it's going to take a bit more time. Um, and a bit more research to definitively have something there that, that can that can that can back that up, or you okay. can be aware that there is more there there is papers on it. Okay. Um, but I think that's I think you can reduce you can you know there's there's obviously things that you can do to reduce the risk, but like rugby is a an unpredictable game as well, mm. and mm. there are going to be head injuries there. So regardless of what your of, of every mitigating factor that you can bring in to try and reduce the risk. It's it's going to happen. So um, it's just how much can the body take, um, and what else what else can we bring in the mix? You know, is there gum shields, uh, head protection, yeah. scrum caps? Will, will those things help um, improving players' neck strength? Um, you know, all of these things. Like, what else we can do to reduce it? Because it's it's going to happen. It's a contact sport, and it's unpredictable. So yeah, um, yeah. and. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know going forward. Luckily enough, none of the, none of my peers that I've played with seem to have had any, any major issues uh, from a concussion point of view. Like beyond some, I know some players, one or two lads retired because they received multiple concussions, but they don't seem to have any, any major issues now, which is, which is positive. That is positive. Yeah, that is, that is, that is a positive thing. Like just 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 a couple of questions just to 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 round it off really like in from from your experience like or just any insights obviously you're you're your next player but you're you're your coach as well like i mean like is, is there any law changes that you think could be introduced to reduce you know injury risk you just mentioned it there a while ago is random that we could do to maybe mitigate you know concussion risk and again i'm aware that you know the the dynamic nature of rugby and it's unpredictable and there's knees and elbows and heads and bad tackle technique everywhere. But is there anything that you think that kind of pops into your head, or or you might suggest if you if you had the ear of world rugby at this stage? 
Corps of Rugby are doing a reasonably good job coming forward. A lot of it is because you're going to have a lot of people who've been tackling a certain way for, for 15 years, and then suddenly the, a law change comes in and they've got to change the way they tackle, and that can be very difficult, and there's a lag. If there's good technique being being uh, being taught at, at underage level now, that's going to filter its way up. Okay. And um, you'd like to imagine that that's, that's going to make the game an awful lot safer. I think you... Because of the way the game is officiated now, you know it's it's rare that you see malicious foul play on the field that often. Yeah. So I think a lot of the times, you know, when if there's been a head injury or if there's a high tackle, a lot of it is down to just you know a little bit of poor technique, bad timing, uh, and sometimes just bad luck. Yeah. But I think that that, that hopefully over time that will that will keep decreasing uh, as players as their habits become ingrained from, from when they first start playing the game and not just, you know, having to suddenly drop an extra six inches in the, ta- in the tackle yeah. to what they were, they've, they've been doing previously. Okay. Like, for just, I suppose, a small extension of that, really, I'm just interested to get your, your thoughts on it, like, but do you, do you think coaches or, or club owners, even, from a professional point of view, do, do you think they could do anything from an injury risk point of view or, I mean, do you even think they've got a responsibility in, the, in that area? Education is, is a big pack, a big big part of it, and making sure that there's transparency mm. uh, between the players, the coaches, and, and and the owners, so that you know everyone understands the risks that are involved with it. Because I can understand for a guy who, you know, for a coach or for an owner who's, you know, whether it's their investment that's in the club or whether it's the coach who's depending on results, wanting to get players in the field as, as quickly as possible. But you know, you really have to take a a different approach when it comes to something like concussion because mm. you just it's just something that you can't rush because uh, you know I suppose like I said uh, neurologically you know the effects if something goes wrong could be catastrophic so you got to take a different approach there Jerry listen uh, th- thanks very much for your time man um, re- really appreciate it um, thanks for all your insights and uh, listen best of luck and uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking to you soon okay cheers uh, thanks man